Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. You guys, welcome to today's episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. As I record this episode, we just had Mother's Day. And I want to take some time today to reflect on a few things that I'm thinking um, right around this time. First of all, this day can be really confusing for a lot of people, including myself. I have struggled with Mother's Day for a long time now, like way before becoming a mom myself. There's just so many layers of emotions and feelings that go back to being a kid for me which I'm sure there are for a lot of you out there listening to. And I just want to hold space for all the feelings, all the stuff that's coming up around now, because I just want to keep it real with you guys. But now that I am a mom, I struggle with this day because I've always felt like I'm not good enough to deserve a day to be acknowledged. I get so triggered because of my own insecurities and essentially like lack of feeling of worth. So many women question their worth from the minute they wake up in the morning as if it's like routine, second nature, like brushing our teeth. It's just something that we do. And as a culture, we spend more energy comparing ourselves to each other than we do backing each other up and supporting each other. Just listen to the last episode that I did on keeping up with the Joneses. I take like a deep dive into our culture of comparison and how we all just fall victim to it, right? But it keeps us small. So what do I mean by worth? It's the value that we place on something. And in this case, that something is ourselves. If we don't think and like truly believe that we're adding value, then of course we're going to question our worth. I just described how I do this as a mom, but these feelings aren't just siloed into one aspect of our lives because they're just so deep and underlying everything that we do that they come up, I would say, mostly subconsciously, but they still come up in like all areas of our lives. An awesome example of this. And what I want to spend a good amount of time focusing on in today's episode is in the working world. How often do we see women taking a job or accepting a promotion where the higher powers or authority figures of the company, the bosses, the managers, you know, tell them how much money they'll be earning all the time, right? They're telling them that they believe, the higher powers believe, that based on this person's experience, personality, skills, etc., that they are worth X amount of money in dollar terms. Sometimes this is in alignment with how we feel about ourselves, and sometimes it's not. But where I think women get hung up a lot is in the acceptance of that. 
they're letting someone else who doesn't really even know us tell us what we're worth, which can be really difficult to process. And honestly, probably subconsciously detrimental to how we see ourselves. We may not even realize what we bring to the table. And because of that, we often default to letting somebody else tell us exactly what they think we're capable of. And I know I've done this for a long time. I've let people who don't know me from a hole in the wall make decisions on how much I should be paid and therefore influence how I feel about the work that I do. So we've all heard that historically, men have been known to negotiate salary more so than women. Although I know that is changing. I know it is. However, I read a study recently on this topic, and I want to share a few stats that I learned. For context, this survey was, um, this was taken from a survey of over 500 women on what they do and don't do when it comes to salary negotiations. The first stat I have is that only 16% of respondents said that they always negotiate compensation when a job offer is made. Not only do women not do it as much as men do, but they believe that their worth, that, that their work will speak for itself and they'll be rewarded for their accomplishments and efforts. And, and then they therefore use this as an excuse to avoid standing up for themselves altogether. I've done this like a thousand times. I've just put my head down, done my work, and assumed that someone will notice and acknowledge me for it. Yet, did that, did, that didn't actually happen, right? I was just too scared to tell anyone that I'm worthy of getting acknowledged for my work. The second stat that I have is um, only 15% of the respondents in the survey believed that they are effective negotiators. So some women have had a negative experience with negotiating in the past. So they choose to therefore stay small and not take the chance and do it again. They're totally letting a past experience undermine their ability to advocate for themselves. And the third, and this is my favorite because I can relate to it the most, 60% of the women surveyed take the outcomes of their salary negotiations personally. These women, again, myself included, believe that a poor outcome to a difficult conversation is a reflection of their overall value to the organization. Okay, cool. So we take what we're handed and we act like we're cool with it, even when we're not. No wonder we question our worth all the time. We've officially confused ourselves. We don't even know who we are or what we want anymore. Culture has told us to, be, to just be good girls and do what we're told and to be content with that. The message we're getting is that we're just okay and that's fine. But that spills out into all other aspects of our lives, including parenting for me. Like, I'm just an okay mom, but I definitely don't deserve to be acknowledged for being anything more than okay, which is why I struggle on a day like Mother's Day when I think everyone else deserves this recognition more than I do. And I'm sure you all know where I'm going with this too, like as moms are barely surviving in COVID times. But before I get there, I want to make one more point about salary. And this has to do with the whole point of why I started this podcast in the first place. There is this stigma around money in our culture, and no one talks about it, especially what we make for salaries. 
I remember my first job out of college. I don't even know what I made for an entry level salary, but it was small. And because I was 22 years old and literally, literally had no clue about money, I had to ask my parents if this was good or not. And by the way, they didn't even have any clue because entry-level salaries when they were starting out in, in the work world in the late 70s were a lot different than entry-level salaries in the early 2000s, right? But like no one talked about what they made. So I had no basis for comparison. It wasn't until probably at least 12 years later, I'd say, when I first engaged in a conversation with somebody around what they make for doing their job. This made me like beyond angry, but it also made me really fascinated. Like, why? Why is it like this? I was talking with somebody recently who told me that they once worked for a company where it was literally a fireable offense to share their salary with another employee. Like it was actually written into their employee contract that they couldn't do that. To me, that like A, just screams red flags all over, all over it, but it also B, just like creates this culture of fear that like sticks with us, right? Um, and especially for women. If, if, but if we wanted to have the job and be successful, then we have to play by the rules. Ultimately, this is the culture we were brought up in, which is like no wonder why people avoid money and definitely conversations around money as much as possible. But that has to change. And I think it's starting to, which gives me hope. But how can we truly support each other as women if we don't share with each other key information that could potentially lift somebody up? If I had another woman early on be very candid with me about this stuff, maybe I would have been more empowered to ask for more money myself, which would have given me more confidence to really step into what I believed was my value. So let's do that. Let's lift each other up. Let's get comfortable with talking about how great we are and encourage each other to go after what we know we're worth, not what somebody else tells us that we're worth. So getting back to today, we all know the crisis that women are facing as a result of the pandemic. Women, and in particular moms, have faced a huge challenge this past year by taking the brunt of the work at home during the pandemic, the homeschooling, taking care of the house, working, whatever it is we got to do. But all this progress that I just talked about in terms of empowering women and moving us forward is actually moving backwards. I read a stat um, that said 2.3 million women have left the workforce in the last year. That's like 30 years of progress erased overnight. And you may have heard of, there's this campaign out there called the Marshall Plan for Moms, which is a national movement to center mothers in our economic recovery and really to place value on the work that they do by advocating for public and private sector policies that support moms. The idea is to create awareness of the disproportionate effects that the coronavirus has had for women and to help to develop a plan for them for this unseen and unpaid labor. The plan looks to establish a more robust um, paid leave, family leave plan, rebuild and stabilize the whole child care program, which we know is just absurdly expensive, raise the federal minimum wage, and provide access to mental health support for moms. 
And I'm really on board, especially with the mental health support aspect of it. Women are the shock absorbers for the constant care that's needed in our society, especially over the last year. It's taken a huge toll on our economic and emotional well-being. I mentioned earlier that we're just not brought up in a culture to inherently know and value our own worth. We accept what we're given. The pandemic has caused so many households to revert back to stereotypical gender roles and women to potentially lose not only their jobs, but themselves, their sense of purpose, you know, just their, their fulfillment, right? Along with it. This is just pouring salt in the wounds of our already very sensitive sense of self-worth. We need to support each other. We need to have awareness of when we need help and have the courage to ask for it. And more than anything, we need to recognize our own importance and how much value we add to our households, our families, our employers, and just general society, right? When you know your worth, you can be yourself and you recognize the difference that you make in the world. And we need a culture with women like that who stand up for themselves and for one another. When we work towards that goal and breaking these generational patterns, our world will shift, I promise you. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If anything in this episode resonates with you or someone you know, please feel free to share with a friend. And it would be awesome um, if you're listening to this on Apple, iTunes, if you could write me a review because the more reviews I get, the more people I'm able to reach. You can also follow me on Instagram at money isn't scary. Thanks so much, guys.